Welcome back to another episode of the Tracy Take. I am your co-host Ryan. I'm here with my older brother Tyler. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. I can't believe we're only um, a month away today, right, from the uh, NFL draft. Yeah, so. one month. Off season is in full speed right now, and I think that's what we're talking about, right? We're doing a little yep. off season update. So. Yep. We've already uh, discussed all the NFC uh, off season and draft needs. Uh, and now we're going to take a little break from that. We'll discuss the AFC on our next couple episodes. Um, and we're just going to give a quick update here. We got the top 10 uh, moves uh, and stories that we believe uh, that uh, are most important for you guys to know, just kind of get an understanding of where majority of these teams are at. And I think just kind of go straight into it. The uh, uh, ageless wonder, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, is our number 10 spot. Uh, he is now the quarterback of the future for the Washington football team. And by future, I mean at, le- at least one year, uh, potentially more. Yeah, yeah on- the, the near future. Yeah. He's like the new – he's like the Gen X version of Vinny Testaverde. Uh, no, Gen X is before millennials. Uh, Vinny uh, – Ryan F- Fitzpatrick is the millennial version of Vinny Testaverde. Uh, I think he's got the quote of the football history of uh, every game is a revenge game because I've played for half the teams already. So, <laughs> so yeah. 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 So uh, him signing a Washington football team um, is, is our number 10 This story. isn't a major move. Yeah. yeah, it's not a major move in my opinion. To me, I think he's a good bridge quarterback. And with that defense, I think they could win 10 games if that division is as bad as it was. Uh, well, that's the thing. Like, the Eagles, you don't know. that, uh, And we're going to get into the Eagles a little bit more here. But uh, uh, they're going to be rolling with Jalen Hurts as their quarterback as just stories have kind of come out. New York Giants don't know. I think the Giants might – like, nah, the Cowboys might be the stiffest competition. Depends on how the defense does. But yeah. The, the Giants won't be bad either. I don't. I don't think it depends on Daniel Jan, Daniel Jones' development. Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't know. Yeah, and, and that, that's why we think that that this is notable, just because that division is pretty weak. Uh, if Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to the Vikings, it wouldn't be much of a story because Green Bay is going to win that division anyways. But because yeah. with him going to Washington, he does have a chance to. Have a have a good season and 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 win the division and take the Washington football team to the playoffs again. Um, but uh, so that's our number ten story. Our number nine story. Uh, this team will most definitely be going to the playoffs, and it's most notable that the Buccaneers have re-signed a majority of the Super Bowl winning team. Yeah, and mm-hmm. for me, that team is has only been playing together for. Uh, not even necessarily a full season. They didn't really have an yeah. off season last year. And so I think they're only going to continue to grow as a team. Yeah. And I think just re-signing their players and keeping uh, the talent that they had is huge for them because I still think they have room to get better. I know that performance against Kansas city was pretty dominant, but scary enough that offense could be more efficient. Oh yeah. So the defense can't really get better pressure than what they did in the Super Bowl, but uh, they very much could get better offensively, which is kind of scary considering they have a 44-year-old or soon-to-be 44-year-old quarterback. Oh, absolutely. And probably that's what they're 
they'll probably be, and we discussed already a little bit, but they'll probably get some more offensive line depth just to help keep Tom Brady healthy. But they have all the receivers. They're bringing Gronk back on tight end. O.J. Howard's coming back. I, I forgot. I, no, he was hurt, actually. And then you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, who's the uh, – Scotty Miller, uh, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. Like, they've got the whole package, and we talked about it. They're still I, – I, I mean, it's, I'm just not kissing their butt, but I think they're still my favorite to, to at least win the NFC Championship, if not win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Again, because all the other teams in the, in the NFC have – either going through a rebuild or, or still missing some pieces. And yeah. so, and so I, but for me, I think them just, they, they were, they were already more talented than all the other teams in the NFL. They have more talent on both yeah. sides of the ball. And so I think for them, they just need to keep developing, playing as a team uh, and keep building that chemistry. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's looking like, the only person that I'm seeing that they've lost, and this is as of two days ago, is their offensive tackle, Joe Haig, who looks like he signed a uh, two-year, $4.6 million contract with the Steelers. Um, and I don't recognize this name, so I don't know how important that is. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, I feel like they can just go find another offensive lineman either in the draft or in another thing. So if that's your only uh, subtraction yeah. as of now, um, guys, guys that they have signed or have added, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Adam Kinsu, Shaquille Barrett, Levante David, Ryan Suckup, Leonard Fournette, like all guys that we just mentioned, all big-name players that are huge pieces to their yeah. uh, respective positions. So Yeah, and this is all due to guys like Chris Godwin – uh, or not Chris Godden, Mike Evans, uh, Tom Brady restructuring their deal so that they could afford to bring these guys back. Yeah, and so. they're, they're still making a lot of money. I mean, Shaquille Bears, out of all those, is the most expensive, and I think he probably deserves it, but four years, $68 millions, he's he's one of the best linebackers uh, in the league, uh, I would say, so he's yeah. getting his money worth, and he, I think he could have even got more. Doesn't Khalil Mack make uh, – uh, yeah. doesn't he make $20 million? Yeah, I mean, well, he signed like a five-year, hundred and something million dollar deal yeah. when he went to Chicago. But yeah, so the, he's one of the best pass rushing linebackers in the league. Uh, oh yeah, I, well, actually, he's pretty good in coverage too. Yeah, that's, yeah. So, so all right. Well, but, I will say the only team that I can think of, and this leads into our, our eighth story. Uh, the only team I can think of as of right now that could probably really give the Buccaneers some trouble is the Los Angeles Rams. And they made a huge uh, um, – they addressed a huge need, uh, and that was addressing the quarterback position by trading for Matt Stafford. Uh, uh, trading Matt Stafford uh, to, the, to the Rams and Jared Goff to the Lions. Uh, and I think that's a huge need for the Rams because they're the only team, uh, and maybe and the Packers as well, that could really give the Buccaneers fits because that defense is so dominant. Now that you have an elite quarterback yeah. with Matt Stafford, you can give him a couple weapons. And they added Deshaun Jackson that he could throw to. He's he's not the Deshaun Jackson from old, but Deshaun Jackson paired up with Robert Woods, uh, Cooper Cup, uh, who's their running back, uh, uh, Cam Akers. The Ram, the Rams, yeah, Cam Akers. Yeah, uh, Cam Akers. For me, I, I I like the the trade for the Los Angeles Rams. They gave up a ton. But I, in my opinion, Matt Stafford has been one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL for years now. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. Uh, 
I think adding him is a clear upgrade over Jared Goff. I, uh, mm-hmm. But I, I think the Rams could give them a run for their money uh, just because that defensive front line is so good, and they do yeah. exactly what Tom Brady hates, and they get pressure up the middle. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, I'm excited to see that matchup. I think they play each other uh, in the regular season this year. You're right. I think they do. You're right. Because they both, they both won their division. So No, the Rams did not win the division. Oh. Uh, Seattle did. So I think the Buccaneers would rather play Seattle than, oh, 100%. than the Rams. 100%. But and another thing, just one final note, is uh, I'm curious to see what um, the Lions can do with all these picks because yeah. they did receive a very good haul. I think it was three, two first-round picks. Uh, not this year, but but next year, uh, 2023. Uh, and then they also received uh, several picks uh, in like second and third rounds over these next couple of years. So a very yeah. very solid return for them. So I'm curious to kind of see how this trade affects both teams moving forward. And Jared Goff, in my opinion, isn't terrible. I think, I mean, a few years ago with a good defense, he went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, yeah. He, sucked in that Super Bowl, but he went to it, so. No, yeah, that Super Bowl in general sucked, so not, not for me. too much. <laughs> that is true, yeah, not for a Patriots fan. So, but Jared Goff will be going up uh, against the Chicago Bears, and that's going to lead into our seventh story that we think is the most uh, important that's happened so far. Yeah. Could have been the and, first, but they kind of, I don't say they botched it, just because I think the asking price. Well, and so that's where it's two stories in one. So Andy Dalton did end up signing with the Chicago Bears for one year, $10 million. I personally think that this is an improvement. The Bears did make the playoffs and have good pieces there. Their defense is uh, well well above average. Uh, they need to address the receiver position. But Andy Dalton's not a slouch. He did decently no. well with the Cowboys last year uh, with a very poor defense uh, and they, they could have won that division if that defense was better. But the yeah. the second kind of story that came along with this is what the Chicago was willing to do uh, to get one of the elite quarterbacks in Russell Wilson. Uh, I think it was three first-round picks, uh, a sec- second-round pick this year and next year, and uh, reported two players, unknown, but reportedly Khalil Mack, and uh, who was the other guy? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I got it right here. Uh, reportedly, Khalil Mack and – oh, we're going to say it. Khalil Mack and uh, Akeem Hicks, uh, which would have been absolutely amazing for Seattle. But it would have been – needs the defensive help right now. Uh, they need defensive help, but and the only you know what is really actually really funny about this is the thing that was probably screwing the Bears the most with not getting this deal done uh, was um, making the playoffs <laughs> because yeah. they got the, they got the twenty first overall pick. If they would have made the playoffs and if they would have been twelfth or something like that, Seahawks might think about making that trade and then moving up. And then maybe trading a couple other pieces and drafting Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, one of these premier quarterbacks. But when giving up that pick, and then now you're going to be 19th, or no, or 21st even, you're not going to have the draft capital really to kind of move up. So, but all things considered, though, I think Andy Dalton actually is a pretty solid signing. Um, 
kind of similar to the Ryan Fitzpatrick signing, where it is that bridge kind of quarterback. And yeah. if Andy Dalton does really well and they somehow win the division, maybe maybe he they'll sign him again because he's not that old. He's only he's in his uh, young thirties. Yeah, like and he's had a good career, just been on bad teams, you know. Played yeah, and like. Well, he should have won a couple playoff games with the Bengals, but they always killed themselves on defense with penalties. Yeah. I.e. the game where Antonio Brown got not almost murdered by uh, – oh, what was his name? What was the dirtiest linebacker ever? Um, I forget. I know who you're talking about, though. Uh, Vontez Perfect. That's it. Okay, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think that that will be interesting with – the Bears, especially considering the fact that the Lions aren't going to be competitive this year, and the Vikings, who knows really with the Vikings, they could be. They have everything on paper, but uh, who knows? And yeah. Packers are going to win that division most likely. But the the Bears, the Bears can. I think. I think Andy Dalton is a little bit of an improvement to Mitch Trubisky, and I think he might. Maybe can add more experience, more uh, confidence towards that offense, and a better mental um, durability, so to say, throughout the season. Yeah. Especially now that the season is a little bit longer. And I think he'll be more consistent. Yeah, that was the thing. Is like Trubisky would be, he'd throw for three touchdowns, for like four hundred yards one game, and then he'd throw for three defensive yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, so, exactly. The next game, that's so, exaggeration. I don't think anyone's ever done that before, but. <laughs> Well, I don't know. He may have. He he could have done it. He really got to do it. I, I, I think it was a good signing by the Bears. And I know it's not Russell Wilson, but uh, mm-hmm. it's it's still a good quarterback. I mean, he is a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I like the signing. That is our, what, number seven? It's number seven story, number yeah. Seven. And so, uh, for our number six story, I think we're going to go to Andy Dalton's former team uh, and kind of talk a little bit about Dak Prescott re-signing with the Cowboys. Yeah, and I think this is a signing that neither one of us really, really... I, I, like, I like the signing. I don't like how much they paid him. Yeah. Well, it goes back to what... And we were talking about it on this episode, and it's funny, when we, were talk, when we had the episode about the NFC East that night the reports came out that Dak Prescott signed for four years, 160 million total. So 40 million a year. And it's just the one thing um, that we were talking about is just Dak Prescott. And just like any, like you need to have 53 players on the team. Dak Prescott is going to be making about a, a little less than a quarter of the entire salary cap. And that's all going to one player. You know, you need and an offensive line. And Amari Cooper, who I think together are almost a fifth. Yeah. Like, three players are three fifths of your salary cap. Yeah. Or no, two fifths of your salary cap. Well, and and then with, with them now signing Dan Quinn, uh, the former Falcons coach, and is now confirmed he's brought over Keanu Neal, the strong safety, and Demonte Kazee, the free safety from the Falcons. And don't, I like both those players, but both of those players are injury prone are cheaper and could potentially be good value but they're a little bit older they've had some serious injuries Keanu Neal towards ACL and then towards Achilles the next year so like 
you're, you're risking a lot, it seems like. And un, yeah. unlike, which is why the Buccaneer story is so important, is they got all these weapons, all these guys. Let's say one of those, let's say Chris Godwin goes down. You got another guy that can replace him, you know, immediately yeah. there. If Amari Cooper goes down, you don't have the money or the capital to replace, like, to replace that production, you know? Yeah. So that's what's really, that's what's really interesting about the Dak signing. And we will say that I hope Dak does really well until yeah. he played the Falcons yeah. in the NFC championship. Uh, but I hope he does really well. I'm talking more. I think what we're talking from is more the business side of it. It's like this guy, he just broke his ankle. It's put a lot of money into the franchise quarterback. And I know he says he wants it or he's going to walk. And it's like, it just, it, it just seems like a lot of risk and a lot of cap space is going to be uh, used up for one player. And, Something that, that I'm sure we'll talk about with Kansas City Chiefs uh, once we do the uh, AFC West because uh, Patrick Mahomes is great, but how much longer are they going to be able to sustain yeah. this ability because they need offensive line help? But that's a different conversation for a different day. Yeah, and, and overall, I think uh, right now the Dallas Cowboys benefited themselves by bringing Dak Prescott back. Yes. But they mortgaged their future. I think in – in a few years, when Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Ezekiel Elliott's contract come time to pay, they're not going to have the space for all of them. They're going to have to cut somebody. Yeah, and you know uh, you know, Zeke's going to want to cash in again. Uh, Amari Cooper's going to want to cash in. CeeDee Lamb especially, he's yeah. going to want to cash in because he's going to be hitting his prime years. Yeah. Uh, so, who, who knows? That's why we have a podcast and we're not up in the front box office with uh, Jerry. So, but um, so that's our number six story. Number five, kind of cut the retirement of Drew Brees came as no surprise. However, the QB signings that came right after that were a little surprising. So they did keep Jameis Winston, uh, which was not surprising. However, the Taysom Hill contract, holy cow, I was not expecting that contract. That is insane. Uh, absolutely. Here, let me see. Let me do it here. Uh, oh, they don't have it? Oh, shoot. Yeah, I want to say it was four years, 100 and... I think 30? it was like $140 million. Um, But uh, something that's absolutely insane, and especially, I think, going into this year, I saw a stat that Taysom yeah. Hill only threw the ball 13 or 14 times. Yeah. So, it, yeah. He four signed... $140 million. Mm-hmm. It lowered his cap hit by $1.5 million. Uh, wow, that's crazy. He's gonna be. I mean, the mathematics on that, first of all, don't add up to me. I don't know how a player signs for four years, 140 million on a contract extension, and then actually lowers his cap hit. I think they can spread the money out because, uh, uh, I, I agree with you because the Saints are already they were one of the worst teams coming into this offseason. Uh, and had the most uh, salary yeah. cap hit. Uh, I think they were like $100 million over or something like that. But I wonder if that was with Drew Brees having an extra year of on his contract and if they lost all that since he retired. Even if, uh, So even if Drew Brees, I think he was on contract for less than $30 million and his cap hit was, I think, 28 So then you go from $100 million to $72 million. Yeah, you're still seventy-two million dollars over, and you give a guy who's thrown fourteen NFL passes. I think that was fourteen going into this past season. He threw the ball a lot more this year. Yeah, he threw the ball a lot more this year. Okay, so a guy that's thrown about fifty NFL passes. 
Mm-hmm. That is, in the modern NFL, that is a game. Yeah. Well, and that's where the Jason, uh, the, the James Winston signing uh, is uh, going to come into play a lot because it would be very interesting to see what they do, what Sean Payton is able to scheme up uh, because you have Taysom Hill. You have Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston in the backfield together. So, and heck, it could be something crazy. Those centers, they can they can snap it to which guy that they want to throw the ball or they can make an audible on which one to play. Because yeah. just because he's under center doesn't mean that he – if Jameis Winston is in shotgun right behind the center, does not mean the center is going to snap it to him. So it's going to be very interesting to kind of see uh, the type of plays and offense that they come up with. Yeah, no, I'm – I'm excited to see it. I just don't understand it. I'm not excited. I, I, as a Falcons fan, I, I don't. I want to see it all blow up and uh, spin I mean, the ring. <laughs> that, that's true. In in a way, it would still be somewhat exciting to watch as they are epically failing. Yeah. I, I just I don't see um, the plan here. So I don't know. That's I just, that's my opinion. I. I don't – maybe they know something about Taysom Hill. I could be eating my words in six months. They very well could be. I, I agree. That's one, the, that, that was shocking to see how much money he got. Um, and you can maybe make an argument he's a utility player, but, yeah, but, man, $140 million for a utility player, unless if you expect him to start, like, that's, yeah. that's crazy. So, yeah. but – so that's our number five story. The number four story, uh, I think, is going to have some big impact on the Super Bowl, uh, potential Super Bowl contenders. I have them winning the AFC South now pretty easily uh, over the Tennessee Titans. But Carson yeah. Wentz being traded to the Colts is kind of actually something that everyone saw uh, happening, kind of as the pieces were falling together. I don't want to figure it happened so soon. Well, I'm sure that I'm sure there were conversations going on even when the season was going, because Frank Wright has got a good relationship with the Eagles. That's where he was the offensive coordinator uh, for. Um, they got rid of Doug Peterson, and the owner was like, "Look, we're going to stick with Jalen Hurts, but I wonder, if, I wonder if we're going to give you an option on which way, on, on where you want to go." And Carson yeah. Wentz had his MVP type season for towards ACL with Frank Wright as the offensive coordinator. You go look at that Colts team, man. I don't want to play that Colts team. You no, got they have offensive a line. top five offensive line, yep. a fantastic run game, and mm. I think Michael Pittman Jr. is going to have a good sophomore year. And they yep. just re-signed T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. Oh, don't forget they also traded for DeForest Buckner last year, who was mm-hmm. wreaking havoc in that division on offensive lines last season. Yeah. So I, they're they're a team. Carson Wentz, in my opinion, just became an MVP contender again yeah. for the sole fact that I think that offense will be incredible. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree 100%. It is uh, going to be very interesting. And this will see – this will absolutely see if the Eagles made the right decision to go forward with Jalen Hurts because Carson Wentz is going to have every single opportunity – to be successful, and you're absolutely right. He, I, I mean, we all know this potential that he does have, um, yeah, with an MVP type season, and he's going to have all the weapons. He's going to be surrounded by a great team in a weak division. There's no reason why they should have beat Jacksonville and Houston in both games. Uh, so that, that's four and zero for it. That should be four and zero right there. So uh, I, yeah. I, 
I think it's going to be huge think, for the AFC. And, and Tennessee got worse after free agency. Yeah, they lost John they New Smith. They didn't really make any signings. They lost John New Smith. We'll talk about that in a minute. They lost uh, Adoree Jackson, who I don't understand why they released him, but I, yeah. they lost him. So, I, to me, that division is all but one with the Colts. They just have to go take it. Like, they yeah, have to the, go actually win. That, that, that's, perf- that's well said. Is it is, it is the Colts for the taking. You know, yeah. because in Tennessee, they lost their offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, uh, to the Falcons uh, head coaching job. So who, who knows how it's going to come in there. They also lost Corey Davis uh, to the New York Jets. So that's another weapon of theirs. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how the Titans bounce back uh, from these losses, which makes it just even more likely that the Colts are, are going to turn things around. The Colts were the only team where the quarterback was the only weakness uh on their team, or the the sole weakness uh, on their uh, on their team, yeah. could they improve a little bit in other areas? Absolutely. I think if they added another uh, uh, good receiver, I think that'd be great. But they needed to fill the quarterback spot, and with this Carson Wentz trade, that that's huge. And they didn't give up much for him. It was just a third round pick or something like that. It was a third round pick and a conditional first or second. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if they're good this year. I think they give up a first round pick in 2022. No, I, I, I that's so if, if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps, then they get a first round pick. Uh, if he plays 70% and the Colts make the playoffs, I think they also get the first round pick as well. So essentially Wentz is going to get a five game team suspension at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett go two and three, and then they're going to come out and win the division going, what? Yeah, eight and, uh, eight and four in the last. Well, I think the NFL will probably be hearing a call from Philadelphia, being like, "That's some, yeah, that's, that's some, some, that's some bull. <laughs> we don't want that." Yeah. <laughs> so, but so that's the number four story, and the number three story directly relates to the Colts' performance, uh, and that is going to be the uh, Deshaun Watson allegations that are going on right now, and uh, we want to preface. It's not. We're not saying that we think he's guilty or that we um, yeah. he's innocent, but uh, it's important because Deshaun Watson was wanting to get out of Houston, and he was getting paid. He's getting paid a lot of money, so now all these allegations, all these stories now are any team that might want to trade up for him, like the Panthers, so to say, that would have a good uh, or the or Denver even that would have that has a good spot in the first round for Houston to potentially. Uh, make a pick or even 49ers and trade Jim, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. All these allegations are, are starting to hurt Deshaun Watson's trade stock a little bit because as is, in my yeah. view, as this prolongs and as this uh, uh, keeps on going on, uh, it's only going to hurt his trade value because now that's a lot of extra baggage besides just a $30 million contract. Yeah. Well, you could potentially – give up those picks and then he gets suspended and then he's yeah. no longer on your team. Yeah. So, and, and but, the, the closer we get to the draft, the less time that these teams have to make a trade like this or to, uh, unless they want to just, it, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, in my opinion, I, I think the Texans will end up settling on a trade. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a team like the Panthers will give up a first this year and maybe a third next year and take the risk on Deshaun Watson. So the Panthers are the one, if they were to trade, 
I, I especially with everything going on, uh, you trade Teddy Bridgewater and your first round pick and send Deshaun yeah. Watson to Carolina. And then worst case scenario, Deshaun Watson and these allegations uh, are deemed to be true and he gets suspended, not uh, canceled, so to say. Uh, and then yeah, you, you, you trade for Sam Darnold or depending on what the Jets do or, or something like that. Um, so, but yeah, the, the, uh, if I'm Houston and I hate saying this, uh, like you kind of want this to keep going on because Houston, the organization doesn't want Deshaun Watson to leave. They want to build their team around Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So the lower that his trade value goes and his, his leverage leaves to try and hold out or anything like that, uh, yeah. will most likely then end up playing uh, in 2021 then uh, the longer that is prolongs um, and he might just want to go back to the, I just want to play football forget about this, whether they're true or false. I hope they're not false. Cause now these are 16 people that are, uh, well, and I, I hope they're not true either. It's one of those weird things because now I, I, yeah. I it, hope it, the truth comes out. I that's hope the truth comes like. out. That's, that's a good way to say it because if all these allegations are false and like now these people are just trying to ruin this guy's repu- uh, reputation and yeah. that's awful. And, but then if they're all true, it's like Deshaun Watson did all these terrible things. And so it, it's uh, – I agree with you. I hope the truth comes out and uh, yeah. things can just kind of go back to football, basically. Yeah, exactly. And and right now, I, these allegations are having an impact on Deshaun Watson's, like you said, leverage. Uh, mm-hmm. He may not have the ability to play next season because of these allegations. He may be suspended indefinitely until they're resolved. So Maybe, yeah. I, I'll say it one last time. I, I hope the truth comes out, uh, and you know, uh, we'll we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out one way or the other. But just as an off season story, we felt that, that was that was big, uh, yeah uh, was a big one. Um, and we felt uh, only because there, I guess, uh, for the second story, there was some Homer bias, and Ryan really wanted this to seem more important than it is. But uh, the Patriots have spent well, have spent a decent amount of coin this off season to try and get back to their Super Bowl form. It was also an unprecedented thing. Uh, New England, after twenty years of dominance, was not good for the first time since oh man, two thousand. I think no, that was well, the last season that they didn't have a winning season. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the Matt Castle season when Tom Brady tore his ACL, because last year they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, but they still went 10-6. and six. Like, they, still, they still went 10-6. and six. They, they could have made the playoffs. Um, but I, uh, I really feel that New England did a good thing here. I, I, you can disagree with me, but I – I don't think that New England needed high-profile free agents. Uh, they didn't need to spend a lot of money in one place. Uh, they spent a lot of money in a lot of different places. Uh, yeah. But I think they just needed an overall, like, revamp of the roster. Mm-hmm. They needed to get younger. They needed to get uh, more talented. And I think they spent a lot of money in a lot of good places and a lot of areas of need. Um Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, uh, Matt Judon, um, 
Kendrick Bourne, uh, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the others. Uh, was it Ryan Anderson from the Jets? I, they just they got a lot of good players. Yeah. And I think that a lot of these players will make big contributions this next season, and I'm excited to see it. And they didn't give up a first round pick for anybody, and so they're still picking at 15. I I think they did really well. I I, I was happy with it. Uh, and if it doesn't work, I'll be very upset. But well, I would say though, but this is why we're going back. I know we keep, I know I keep crap on the Cowboys, but it's these moves right here are the reason why organizations like the Patriots are successful for so long. You're right; they didn't spend so much money on one position because they think that that player is going to change the team for them. They spend money on receiver, offensive line, defensive line, tight end. They did resign Cam Newton. I think they could potentially upgrade their quarterback spot there. Yeah. Um, but they did give Cam Newton a lot of pieces to help around yeah. him. And, and they just improved. They spent a lot of money. But they spent a lot of money over about 10 people. And that, and that's that, I think, is the smarter way. And that's how you win Super Bowls yeah. and you win divisions, you win championships. So right here's there. my thing now. Now New England has, I think, nine picks, right? They're picking 15. They have enough trade leverage, I think, to move up maximum 10 spots. I mm-hmm. think Cincinnati would be about as high as they can get, uh, especially because I know Jacksonville's not moving back. I'm pretty sure the Jets aren't going to move back. I know San Francisco's not going to move back. Uh, and I think the Falcons' asking price is going to be too high because you're going to get Penny Suel or the third quarterback. Yeah. I, I think the Patriots could trade up and potentially draft a guy who recently I have become fond of, Mac Jones, let him sit behind Cam Newton for a year, build up his strength, build up his uh, quarterback prowess and his football IQ, which is already, in my opinion, higher than any other quarterback in the draft, uh, mm-hmm. and then start another dynasty. Yeah. So, no, and I can see that, but I'm looking at this now. Carolina is the only, maybe Denver, but Carolina is the only team that I'm seeing that maybe could pick a quarterback. But Carolina also could pick a bunch of other things as well. Yeah, they might not even need to trade up. I, I mean, they'd be playing with fire. But if they like Mac Jones or Trey Lance, uh, or, or if they like both of them, uh, or Justin Fields, Justin Fields might drop that far. Uh, as well, uh, Justin yeah. Fields had, has has some issues, and he seems like he's dropping on people's quarterback rankings. Well, that's there so Mac Jones. I'm Mac Jones has become my third quarterback on my list. He's so you have Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, number two. Yeah, and then oh, you have yeah. Mac Jones and Justin Fields. Mac Jones and Justin Fields are complete opposites of each other. Yeah, Justin Fields is a freak athlete, but he struggles to read defenses. But he can make all the throws that you want. But he can't read deep he can't necessarily progress through reads and read defenses that well yeah. mac jones has a good enough arm he's good enough athletically uh he progresses through defenses better than any uh quarterback in the draft all of the alabama locker room loves him and Devonte smith and jalen waddle came out and said that mac jones is a better quarterback than Tua Tagovailoa. really when did they say that uh, a few weeks ago, I think it was before their just before their pro day. Really? Yeah, wow, that's saying something. Well, so okay. but for me, I see a six four 
225, 230-pound pocket passer with a good enough arm, uh, can read defenses really well, and by the way, is probably one of the most competitive guys in this draft. Yeah. Does that sound similar? See, so I think that's so – I mean, that's putting a lot of pressure but, on Mac Jones because it's like – and I'm not saying I disagree. I'm not saying I disagree. But imagine that, like, be like, oh, the Patriots are going to pick you because you resemble sim- similar qualities to Tom Brady, and you're going to be the next Tom Brady. If not, you're going to be a draft bust. Like, that's – like, th- that is putting a lot of pressure but, on. <laughs> that's putting a lot of – I'm not saying he can't be, but I think you need to look at the qualities – you can't imagine what Mac, what you want Mac Jones to be because oh he looks he reminds me of Tom Brady so you know what I mean I I get I don't I may have uh, not made this uh, out of college is my, was my comparison oh out of college okay I see what you're just yeah saying. yeah out of college I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time I was just out of college if you look at it it uh, I don't know. For me, I think he's a perfect England, uh, and his uh, work at the pro day, even though he didn't play, he was clearly the best quarterback there. Uh, so I don't yeah. know. No, no, no. I I agree with what you're saying, and it's one of those. It's going to be. It's interesting. It's like it. It. It's. It's going to be interesting to see how the Patriots view that because if there is a potential for a higher ceiling. That might go to Justin Fields, but as of right now, I think it is a very fair argument to look at Mac Jones and be—he might yeah. be the better quarterback right now, and yeah. it, he might be someone if if the Patriots decide to roll with Cam Newton, it, maybe he's able to come in and beat Cam Newton for the job because Cam Newton is not the most accurate of throwers. Mac Jones is a pretty accurate thrower. If he can learn these defenses, they can give him a simple playbook and give him options to to go through and uh or the option to throw through uh, throw to and you know yeah. the patriots they do a running back by committee they're going to have a good offensive line they're going to be in games because their defense is always solid yeah. so potentially could be that um we could say all this and then bill belichick goes and drafts an offensive tackle or yeah like, or, I don't another D- round. I don't, yeah another d2 safety no one's ever heard of yeah, no. Kyle Duggar played pretty well last year. So. Well, no, that's what. But it's like, it, it's, but when he did that, I'm like, my first thought when I saw Bill Belichick draft that, I was like, oh, this kid's probably pretty good because <laughs> no one's ever heard of him. I I haven't heard of him before, and he just he, I, I, like uh, Lenore Ryan, I think is yeah, where he played. Ryan. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> he played at the Senior Bowl, and he he had one play. I one he caught an interception in the Super Bowl, but he lit a kid up. Like yeah. he could hit, and so I I liked the pick. Uh, I don't know, and he. Oh, I'm not saying I didn't hear his name at all. I was like a draft bust last year, and so yeah, uh, I just remembered him doing that. Like that was not expecting that, but mm. but Bill Belichick likes doing stuff like that, and yeah. so he's like a he's like a more shy Al Davis. He likes finding these little diamonds in the roughs. Yeah, but so. I. I, overall, I think the Patriots made a huge splash in free agency, and I was yeah. very happy with them signing a lot of good players and not spending $24 million on a Kenny Galladay. Well, and the, I agree 100% in the wrap-up, and that's why I think that the Patriots are going to have more long-term success yeah. in teams like the Cowboys that just throw money at one player and, and hope for the best. Yeah. Um, 
and and that's why that's why they had a two decade dynasty, you know, and that's why Tom Brady was like, "Look, I want to keep winning, so I'm not going to take these big contracts." So yeah, and they right. kept winning. Uh, anyway, we talked a little bit about moving up in the draft, and I think that leads us to the obvious number one. Yep. Story. Breaking news from a couple days ago. So I guess it's not so breaking anymore. Uh, but the 49ers uh, trading up to the number three pick. Uh, and so now they have the third pick. Uh, then the Dolphins, who went back to 12, then made another trade up with the Eagles. So now the Dolphins are now drafting six, and the Eagles are drafting 12. And the reason why that's yeah. important to include the Dolphins and the Eagles is that gives a clear picture on where every – buddy uh, of those three teams like and what they're going for uh, their needs for and I think you even said I, I didn't even know this but you said that the 49ers have informed Jimmy Garoppolo that they're going to be drafting the best available it quarterback. Is, it, is a, it is a rumor but that they are planning to select a quarterback to play behind, like to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo and be groomed mm-hmm. to start to be the quarterback of the future of the 49ers yeah yeah, and I believe that, especially if you look at who is there, if you look at Mac, uh, most likely, you know, I don't think the Jets should draft a quarterback. Uh, and most likely, Zach Wilson will be picked number two. So it's going to leave Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance in that third spot. And most likely, Mac Jones or Justin Fields is going to be going number three overall. And I like both those guys under Kyle Shanahan offense, to be honest. Uh I like both those guys. I know you're talking about you just talked about Mac Jones potentially going to the Patriots. I think that would work well, um, but I like either guy there uh, at the number three spot. Yeah, and I uh, definitely think Mac Jones. A so I did just compare him to Tom Brady, but I think a very good NFL uh, outlook for Mac Jones of like what I think he could turn into is Matt mm-hmm. Ryan. I think that is yeah. a very good target for him to shoot for because Matt Ryan has been a borderline elite quarterback his whole career. Oh, he has, he's been a little bit better. Matt Stafford. That's been, yeah. Matt Ryan has made, has made more playoffs, uh, has been on better teams. I will say made yeah. more playoffs has more playoff wins, but their stats are, are comparable. I think Mac Jones is a little bit better mover and that's what you need in today's game. Uh, Matt Ryan's not, <laughs> Matt Ryan's not, uh, he's no Michael Vick. Uh, as those Falcons fans like. No, but he's not, he's not Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. He's more mobile than those guys. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. And so, actually, he did. When the their game, uh, when uh, they played the Packers uh, before they made it to the Super Bowl, he had like a 20-yard touchdown run. <laughs> it was like a play-action uh, play, yeah. <laughs> and he had a touchdown run. No one would have thought that Matt Ryan would have scored in the end, like ran for a touchdown in the NFC Championship. Yeah. And uh, so – uh, but I think there are two things that made this move possible. One, the 49ers re-signed Tr- uh, Trent Williams. Uh, and for me, that kind of secured their offensive line pass protection mm-hmm. uh, and will allow them to hopefully keep Jimmy Garoppolo more healthy and let the young quarterback sit. Uh, and also the Dolphins signing of Will Fuller yep. uh, was, I, in my opinion, a good – addition because they have Devonte parker and now they have will fuller mm-hmm. and at number six you're gonna be sitting there so f- three quarterbacks go off the board in the top five and penny suel 
Yeah. And then you have the three wide receivers. Uh, so one of the wide receivers is gone, right? So now you're at pick number seven. That's uh, – Yeah. Or pick number six, sorry. Pick, pick number six. six. Uh, They're so- going to have their, their choice. Uh, the Bengals the, – the, the reports are if Panay Suel drops number five, I think they're going to pick Panay Suel, uh, the, the, the Bengals, at number five. But if mm-hmm. Panay Suel is off the board, they're going to pick one of the top receivers that are available. And then the Dolphins will just take their favorite player from there. And I think that's yeah. – I think that's – it's great offseason moves by the Dolphins. I think they uh, <clears throat> have done a phenomenal job turning that Laramie Tunsil trade into all of these great draft picks. Yeah. No, and uh... – for me, if I'm the Bengals, I, I'm taking Jamar Chase. Uh, I think Penny Swell is going to go to the Jets at number two. I hope that's what they do. I, I hope they don't take the can on Arnold. But uh, yeah. I, the Dolphins, I, I think it's smart for them to stick with Tua. You just put the fifth overall pick into Tua. Mm-hmm. So you just did that. He's not. He's way, way, way better than Josh Rosen. And I think he'll be a year out of rehab from his hip injury. I think he'll get more mobile. He will have seen more NFL caliber defenses, and he's going to be have, he's going to play 17 games this year. And so I think if you let him progress and be the starter for all 17 games, I think Tua at the end of this season will be a top. He, he will be a top 12 quarterback in the league. I think. I think so. At, at the end of the year. At the end of the year. Yeah, with with, with all the receivers that uh, they're going to have with Will Fuller, Monte Parker. One of the three elites, uh, if not, maybe, and we haven't even mentioned Kyle Pitts. Uh, one of those quarterbacks there. Um, that I think will be uh, probably the, like the best move for for Tua and his progression and, and to becoming one of the elite quarterbacks that, yeah. that he could be. That uh, I think he should be. Yeah. He shows a lot. Of, he shows a lot of talent. Um, but yeah. and then when it comes to then that now Philadelphia dropping back to twelve, that tells me. Uh, they signed Joe Flacco to uh, it was a one year or two year deal, uh, but it, it was a small contract. Yeah, that that to me shows that they are Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback. They've got Joe Flacco as a veteran that kind of help him progress, yeah. uh, and they're going to take the best player available. Uh, we've already talked about the Eagles uh, in one of the more recent podcasts, and they are yeah. I think Rayshon Slater. They, they, Rayshon Slater. They could go defense if they want like to. Offense, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're they're gonna have all uh, a lot I, of edge a lot of edge rushers are gonna be available there. Uh, Caleb Farley is gonna be available there. Uh, uh, I think Patrick Sertain yeah. won't be available there. Patrick Sertain has the Cowboys written all over it. So uh, I I know we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, they even reported that the Cowboys are at his pro day. I don't know. At this point, when the Cowboys fart, it's news. So uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So, but to me, though, I think, I think to kind of wrap it up, 49ers straight up number three is now, they're, they're going to be picking a, a quarterback for number three. Um, and it's really interesting. They did not even attempt to talk to the Jets, um, which kind of makes me wonder because, uh, uh, you know, it makes sense too. I uh, With Robert Sala being now the Jets quarterback coming from San Francisco, Maybe there were some private conversations that no one knew about, but Robert Hall is like, look, this is what we're going to do. Like, we're not moving. We've got too much of an opportunity here to draft 
Zach Wilson or Panay Suel or one of the other receivers um, that they could add to that that room. I hope they actually don't add a receiver. I kind of like the receiving core now. Um, but that's for the AFC East episode. Uh, but uh, who do you think that the 49ers are going to end up drafting at the – and is it – and if you say quarterback – do you think there's also any possibility maybe they do draft a receiver? Uh, because the, these those were unofficial reports. No, I don't. That is so much to give up for a receiver. Yeah. To me, if if you're going to trade up, give up multiple first round picks. Uh, would they give up five total picks? I think it was five total picks, three first round picks. Uh, but two. one 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 was a swap of this year, so two the twenty twenty two twenty twenty three first round okay. pick, and then I think so, a third rounder this year and a third rounder next year. So, for me, if you're giving up that much, you're taking a guy that is going to be on your roster and going to be the face of your franchise. And for me, I think it's Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson is the guy they want, uh, which yeah. kind of scares me considering the fact that he is that talented and he's going to go to a guy as creative as Kyle Shanahan. That, uh, that for me is the, the pick that they make. I agree. I mean, that's Zach Wilson. Uh, like Zach Wilson already kind of ran a, a run and gun type offense in, at BYU. And now you get Kyle Shanahan, the offensive mastermind mm-hmm. uh, right behind him, uh, 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 creating plays for him. Like, I think that's, yeah. I what about you? You think, you think that's what's going to happen? I, it just all depends on if Zach Wilson is there, yes. And then uh, if the Jets end up drafting him, which I agree, and we'll talk uh, as, as I've said that multiple times already. Um, yeah. Are they, we doing a mock draft at the end of this week? Yeah, I think we could do that. Now that no, no, no. Well, I, just, I didn't know. I know we talked about it, but I know we wanted to do one more and then uh, – One more and then, and then one like the week of. Yeah, uh, the week of. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely think we could do that um, because even now we could almost pencil in Trevor Lawrence. I even read a report today that uh, Urban Meyer said like leaning, like heavily leaning towards drafting Trevor Lawrence as the number one pick. Uh, and yeah. that's just the smart play. Like that's just the one like that. That's like the one with like Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. And you're like, which one should I draft? And it's like, like Peyton Manning is the safe bet. If Ryan Leaf turns out to be better, then you, you made a safe bet. Like, you know you're going to get everything out of Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to have any off-the-field issues. Uh, not saying that the other quarterbacks uh, besides yeah. Tre- Tre- Trevor Lawrence will have off-the-field issues, but it's just one of those – Trevor Lawrence yeah. is is the blue-chip prospect. Is he going to turn out that way? You don't know, but you, you've got to draft him. You've got to draft him. Yeah. Like, I just yeah. can't – I just ima- imagine if they draft Zach Wilson or people have said Justin Fields because of uh, – like Ohio the, State, the Ohio State relationship. Then imagine Justin Fields just tanks and just is an absolute bust, and Trevor Lawrence goes on. Like that is that is the one thing with drafting a quarterback in the first round. So the only quarterback in the last ten years that's been drafted in the first round is Patrick Mahomes. Right, he's the only quarterback in the past ten years that was taken top thirty-two that has won the Super Bowl. He's also one of three quarterbacks that is still on the same team that was drafted before 27 or that was drafted before 2018. Right. So 
drafting a quarterback in the first round statistically is not the smart move. The thing is, if you hit, then you hit like you hit big. So well, it's even one of those that we we can like keep continuing the conversation of yeah. like you know, what the Patriots are like. Like let's say the Patriots take a flyer on Kyle Trask in like the fourth round or something like that. And then, and then that could be your Tom Brady right there because the Patriots have made a great team around him. And if he's a good listener and a good student and can study the game and learn the game, then, then he could absolutely accept. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. um, so that's one of these things. Like, like just because you draft a really good quarterback does not mean he's going to, he's going to absolutely change. Yeah, uh, exactly. Franchise. You look at Patrick Mahomes and – Patrick Mahomes is great, but he got drafted by a team that had already went to the AFC playoffs and the AFC championships, but not saying multiple times before they drafted him. And with Andrew, yeah. they had some really good teams. And then he came in and gave them an extra dynamic uh, that Alex Smith wasn't able to get to. You look at Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky was drafted by a Bears team that was so-so, but wasn't a good organization around him. And now he's gone. Now he's is he the is he still with the Bears or do they or did he sign somewhere else? No, he just signed with the Bills. But even he when, even when he signed that, or even when they drafted him back in what two, that was two thousand seventeen, the number two overall pick. Yeah, everybody was like, "Why?" Yeah. So I don't know, but I don't have too much else to say on on the the free agency news. I think this was a good little update. So. Yeah, I think there's a good update as well. Uh, I think it's going to be very exciting to see what the next month offers, uh, especially now as a Falcons fan. Just talking about the 49ers trade, what they might do with that. Um, I'm still on the fence if that actually lowers their value as number four or gains their value at number four. Um, so, uh, who it just, knows? It just depends on people for a receiver. So, well, or Panay well. Uh, if the Chargers, I mean, the Chargers are the one that I, I have my eye on. Like, they need a left tackle. And if you think the Jets yeah. are going to draft a quarterback, and you know the 49ers are going to draft a quarterback, Jacksonville is going to draft a quarterback, Cincinnati might draft Panacewell. Well, Panacewell is not going to drop to 13. Let's put it that way. There's no way he drops to 13. Yeah. I mean, no no, he's right. Philly right in front of him now. He, They're going to get uh, – uh, Philly would draft Panacewell in a heartbeat. Uh, if, if it drops all the way down to 12. Yeah. So uh, the Giants would. Uh, so, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good offseason good, good, uh, update. Yeah, we can talk about the draft stuff a little bit more when we do our mock draft. You, mm-hmm. What do you want to shoot for Friday? We'll do that yeah, Friday, we do that. Have a little Friday night. Yeah. with the beer. Yeah, that sounds so. good. I like that. All right. Alrighty, well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Tracy Take. Uh We thank you for listening and uh, come back again. And we're doing a mock draft on Friday.